What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. The Rage Ryan Show. Before the Targaryens took to the skies, a film came out in 1977 called Pete's Dragon. It was an animated musical film that, you know, kind of, uh, kind of had some elements of, you know, it's cartoon Animation and live action mixed. Uh, The dragon was animated. Everyone else was live action. And I adored this movie. I I was it came out well before I was born, uh, but it was something we had in a clamshell VHS, and I played that movie. I loved it so much. Then in 2016, a film. Uh, came out that apparently was a live-action remake of uh, Pete's Dragon. So I watched it. I watched it in 2016. And color me confused. Um, it did not... It's not... It's not uh, it wasn't the Pete's Dragon I knew and loved. It was. It was a new... A new Pete's Dragon that had the story of an orphaned feral boy who uh, befriended a dragon in the Pacific Northwest and, you know, caused some trouble with the the town residents. And I was like, what is this? What is this raised by wolves situation here? It was uh, it was different. It was different. Uh, but I I did accept it. I was okay. You got a big old green dragon. You know, you're flying on your big old green dragon. And, you know, it's still uh, the same kind of, you know, idea. Not really. But it's an idea nonetheless. And we're talking about rings and dragons every week. Let's talk about a big old green furry dragon. You know, makes sense. 
it makes a, it's a natural transition for you know a park ranger to find a little boy who's been living in the woods wo- uh, woods all of his life to uh, you know to f- befriend a dragon. That's that's ace writing right there. But it has a, it has a big cast, you know, for what it is. It has a big cast. Uh, did I think it had a 3D option in theaters? I did not watch it uh, in theaters, but I was I was okay. And you know what they did that was kind of kind of cute. Uh, the film takes place in 1977 which is when the cartoon was released. Uh, which is kind of cool. You know, it's kind of cool. There were a few uh, costumes, that, you know, outfits, I guess, that I was like, eh, it doesn't really feel like the 70s. But anyway, he, uh, he reveals his, you know, his dragon friend to uh, the family who took him in. And the dragon still has the same ability, you know, can become invisible. Uh, the actors involved, it's weird. It's weird to um, <laughs> look at the cast because, you know, these actors do other things, right? So we have Bryce Dallas Howard. Um, of course, you know, she's more tied to uh, the the Jurassic World franchise, so she can't seem to get away from lizardy things, even though one, they have feathers, the other one, they have fur. Uh, Wesley Cook Bentley, who, uh, you know, can be tied to the Hunger Games, uh, most iconically, at least. And the weirdest part is, you know, Carl Urban is in it. And, you know, we associate him with the boys, uh, which is in no way uh, PG, unlike this movie. And that's always weird, you know, to, to... revisit something for a podcast and now the actors are like doing things that are totally totally different um but you know it's it was cute it was uh it was acceptable the reason i chose it i went on rotten tomatoes has uh the 84 best fantasy films on rotten tomatoes 84 best fantasy films and this comes right behind like the two towers and i was like oh Okay, okay, weird, weird. Um, <laughs> but you know, that's uh, that's fine. Uh, then we have Robert Redford who plays uh, what is it, Meacham, old old man Meacham, and uh, he you know, he has always told tales of the fierce dragon who lives in the woods. In no way is it a shot by shot remake of the original, you know, we've uh We've seen a lot of live action remakes, right? And they're they're on a lot of our a lot of our uh, minds right now. You know, we had the release of Pinocchio, uh, which is doing quite horribly uh, in the review atmosphere here. Uh, and then we have the Little Mermaid trailer, which was launched, uh, which I'm actually looking forward to uh, taking my kids to see. Uh, Pinocchio, we're gonna skip. We're going to skip Pinocchio uh, just because uh, I didn't really care for Pinocchio. So why do I want to see <laughs> it It told again? You know, it's kind of like 
sometimes they I, I don't even know if there's a twist in it. I couldn't tell you. Uh, Pete's Dragon on Rotten Tomatoes has an 88% tomato meter, 72% audience score as per usual. I agree with the audience. We're definitely in the 70s, high 60s with this film. Definitely not near 90. Let's be honest with one another. Um, I'm going to look up uh, live on the air right now uh, what Pinocchio is at because I know it wasn't great. And I think we have like another Pinocchio coming out this year as well. Um, yeah, so Pinocchio is uh, is boasting a 28% tomato meter. And that is also a live action remake of an older Disney classic. So even though I don't think a lot of people know Pete's Dragon. You know, I remember when I was a kid, and it came out in the 70s, it wasn't really a classic. You know, I feel like their older, older, older films uh, got kind of that classic stamp of approval, but this one didn't uh, because it, you know, it's not it's not for everybody. It's not um, it's not the greatest story ever told or anything, but I enjoyed it as a kid. So, of course, I was on the bandwagon for uh, the live action uh, just because I, you know, that year uh, I had the birth of our second child so i mean you know i was i was in full dad mode in 2016 i was like hey we're gonna watch all these disney remakes because it's you you're gonna know what i knew and it's okay you know it's okay uh pete's dragon grossed uh, 76 million in north america 67 million in other territories which is quite low um We've, you know, we've talked about box office numbers almost every episode, and we uh, we can definitely say that worldwide numbers, you know, uh, when you look at other territories, it should be double, you know, it should be double um, our our little block here of North America. So the worldwide total, one hundred and forty three million, but good news, uh, sixty five million dollar budget. So not 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 horrible, right? We're not going to cry about it. Um, and it's opening weekend, uh, 21 million, finishing third behind Suicide Squad and Sausage Party, of all things. So basically two rated R movies, right? I'm pretty sure they're both heavy R movies, right? Um, and... Uh, so basically, it was the number one. That's how they should have worded it. It's the number one children's film that was released on in August. That's how they should have worded it. Um, but it did, uh, you know, it's far from uh, the debuts of the other live actions, which would be at this point Cinderella, Maleficent, Oz the Great and Powerful, The Jungle Book, and Alice in Wonderland. So it did not get to that stature. However, it really doesn't have the classic legacy. You can't really, you know, like if I gave a kid a clamshell of the original Pete's Dragon and the original Cinderella, I was like, hey, which one do you recognize? Uh, nobody's going to recognize Pete's Dragon. Okay? At all. I'm surprised. I when When that trailer dropped, I was like, 
does anybody know what this is? Like, this is a very kind of, to me, it was obscure. Nobody knew what I was talking about if I talked about this movie with friends. Nobody would understand what I was referencing. So to me, it's kind of uh, an unknown, you know, kind of an unknown film made into a remake. It's It'd be different if it was like Pinocchio. Everybody knows who Pinocchio is. Everybody knows what happens to his nose when he lies. But I can't be like, hey, do you know what happened to, you know what Pete's Dragon does when he gets uh, scared? He becomes invisible. That's what he does. That's why nobody's ever seen him. Do you, did you know that? No, no, nobody does. Nobody knew that. You know, to, to a lot of people, this is an original property. So there's your reason for such a low number. I'm sure everybody knows who Cinderella and Sleeping Beauty and Wizard of Oz, Jungle Book and Alice in Wonderland are, right? Because that's what all those other things are based off of. So anyway. Uh, didn't do well in the theaters, but it did well enough, in my opinion. The uh, the critics, who we who we all know and love, eighty eight percent tomato meter. Let's uh, let's take a look at these numbers here. Uh, we'll go to the top critics. We don't want to, uh, you know, we want to make sure it's all the the big the big dogs here. All right, uh, we have Times UK quote. A remake of the equally unmemorable children's film of 1977. Absolutely, but it's not a remake. You know, it's not. There was no, uh, no fear of boy. Uh, there was no family uh, like this. Uh, there was. Uh, it 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 is a completely. It's honestly completely different, almost in every way. So, call it a remake all you want. It's not. It's not. Uh, the Australian, quote, like recent children's films such as BFG and The Jungle Book, this is another sweet reminder that strong stories and spirited characters are what make good films, and that childhood is something we all have forever. End quote. No, we don't. No, we don't. But thank you. Thank you for... I don't know why we don't have it forever. What are you talking about? Uh, BuzzFeed News. Wow, I've never read a BuzzFeed review on this podcast. Is that weird? Been doing this for 10 years? Quote, it is above all gentle, sometimes to a fault. End quote. Okay. Baltimore Magazine. Quote, one more thing about Pete's Dragon. You will cry a lot. End quote. Nope. Nope. Did not cry. Did not. And I am being truthful. I would be completely honest with you. Con Air makes me cry. Every time. Con Air makes me cry. This did not. And I, I'm not going to lie. The first or second time I watched Con Air, I cried a lot. Do you know why I cried? I've talked. I've talked about it uh, when I did the Hero Heads podcast. That was a long time ago. Long time ago when I did that show, and those episodes are out in uh, internet ether. Uh, the reason they're they're not on this feed is because of the language. Uh, the language I I try to keep it pretty clean. Uh, surprisingly, 
just because you know there's a lot of podcasts out there uh, we'll say I, I won't I won't be lying when I say there's too many podcasts out there and you know I I try to listen to them um, and I feel like the topic you just you talk about uh, you shouldn't have uh, the language should match the content in a way like if I'm doing a podcast on you know rated R horror movies it'd be more likely that I would use foul language. Uh, but if I'm talking about, like we used to do comic books, if I'm talking about Batman and all the other hosts are, uh, you know, every other word is an expletive, it's like, eh, does that really fit the, does that really fit the, the age group that could find this content? And I think it's just, I'm just a, an annoying parent at this stage of my life. I'm like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna have all these bad words. So anyway, we're... <laughs> Oh, I didn't. I didn't even get into uh, Conair. Conair, why it makes me cry. I am uh, personally trying to destroy my credibility every episode now. But um, yeah, Conair. Uh, he goes through Nicholas Cage. He goes through all this trouble uh, to get that rabbit uh, for his daughter, and he really goes through. You know, horrible, horrible things, right? And all he wants to do is make sure this rabbit is okay because he's seeing his daughter uh, for the first time. He's been imprisoned, and he just wants to give... I'm getting emotional. He just wants to give her the <laughs> the uh, the rabbit, and he goes through all this trouble, and my voice is cracking. He finally sees her for the first time. You know, he sees his kid for the first time. And he gives her the rabbit, and she kind of looks at it, and she's kind of disgusted by it. Because it's kind of, uh, it's been through the ringer. It's messy, it's uh, it's torn apart, you know, it's it's got like burn marks on it. And she still kind of squeezes it, and I'll be honest, I... Um, I, I didn't have kids when I when I saw this movie. It's not like I had any kind of personal uh, attachment to a child getting a toy, you know. But uh, yeah, that that scene still obviously chokes me up. I don't know why. <laughs> obviously, I need therapy. That's what this comes down to. Me realizing I need therapy because uh, obviously I have some kind of trauma with stuffed rabbits in my life. Uh, MTV quote: Picture the exec who said that scales might be too strange as though asking kids to dream wasn't the point. I don't know what that means. Uh, I guess uh, they're, they're upset that the, the dragon is uh, furry in nature. Uh, but if you watch the cartoon, in no way does it... Uh, I mean, it's a cartoon. The dragon is a cartoon. Um, so there are no scales. There are no, there's no fur. Um, I actually think it was a nice choice to go with kind of a never-ending story, uh, kind of more of a uh, a lion or tiger uh, kind of aesthetic with a dragon, just because it does it does um, it does kind of lend itself to something to hold on to, you know, when you're riding it, um, and I think it actually works better. I'm not going to get into dragon mythology here, uh, but I think that fur is 
is completely acceptable. In my in my opinion, as a fantasy podcast host, it is completely okay. Detroit News, not Detroit News. Detroit News, quote, Rather than a big, special effects-driven blockbuster, this remake of the 1977 Disney musical has the homespun feel of a children's book come to life. Hmm. I do agree. I, 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 can, I can see that. I can see that if if I watched it as a book coming to life, I think that actually helps uh, my perspective and my opinion. Actually, New York Times quote: "It is slightly unfair to say that this reboot of Pete's Dragon is middling on a larger scale, but it's not entirely inaccurate either." Okay, so I think that's actually a, a burn on the original because that is actually a, a low scored review. Uh, which is which is not something I'm I'm happy about. All right, uh, Toronto Sun quote: a slow movie for kids, and an infuriating, unconvincing one for adults. Buy your tickets now. Okay, all right, all right. Toronto. Well, no, we did, we, uh, we did that. Uh, Wall Street Journal quote: Elliot breathes fire, and the film around him breathes humanity. Oh. Thank you. Elliot is the dragon, if that wasn't clear. I'm sorry, I guess I kind of skipped over that. Washington Post, quote, While Pete's dragon does a fine job of evoking the delight one might feel at flying over hill and dale on the back of a mythological creature, it is less successful in rendering real human emotion. Hmm. I can't imagine anything with Robert Redford not conveying any human emotion. He's uh, he's so good. He's so good. So I'm not sure. Not sure. Uh, we'll find one more here. I'm just going to scroll through. I don't want to do stuff I do every time. Here's a, here's a positive one uh, from the AP Associated Press. Quote, this is one of the season's most heartening surprises. All right, then. I like I said, you know, I liked it enough, you know. Uh, I'm kind of middle of the road, but uh, I liked the original so much as a kid. I guess there was a little bit of nostalgia there. Again, I did not cry. I, I try to restrict those emotions for Nicolas Cage films. So, uh, but still, uh, a good movie, uh, completely worth watching as a family. Completely appropriate. Completely um, simple. Uh, and I guess there are some heartstring moments, but you know, nothing, nothing wild, nothing wild, really. Kind of expected, uh, but still, good movie. Uh, we're going to talk about, uh, you know, Rings of Power and House of the Dragon as we continue on, and I'm going to pepper in every here, now, and there, here and there. <laughs> Such a good podcast, and things get off the rails when I get to like a certain amount of time and just like, oh, it's been 20 minutes. I've, I'm out. I'm checking out, folks. But, uh, yeah, we got uh, plenty of content, you know, coming up uh, throughout the year. I'm probably going to end up getting JT to do a few of these with me. Uh, maybe not uh, maybe not next week or the week after, just because these are short, simple things. He can do it over Skype or he can do whatever. Uh, just because it is just me. It's just me and my opinion. And I know that can get a little boring, you know. I, I understand. I understand. 
But uh, yeah, we'll have him chime in on these little Ranger Ryan show episodes because uh, it's always good to get a little bit more opinions and not just me reading reviews. So there might be a little bit of a, a change coming up, but until then, you know, until then, as always, be well. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.